Hello there. So uh, earlier today, I seen the new film Elemental from Disney and Pixar. This will just be my review for that. The basic uh, premise of this film is, you know, there's different elements that live in the world. Things like you've got fire, water, etc. And there's a romance between a fire woman and a water guy. So that's basically it. So that's just my, that's basically the basic premise of this pre, pre, uh, pre, premise of this film. Overall, I quite liked it, you know, I quite liked it, but it does sum up with some of the problems that are coming into modern Hollywood and with, with modern Disney as well, mainly because of the budget, and we'll get to that later, but the film itself is actually fine. It's like, it's a, it's a perfectly decent, enjoyable enough little film, zips along quite nicely, doesn't outstay its welcome. There's nothing earth-shattering or anything about this. As, as an animated film goes, it's perfectly pleasant, perfectly entertaining, well worth a watch. You know, the characters are nice. They're, there's nothing here to really get angry about or get annoyed about or anything. It's just, it's just kind of there, which, when you think about it, with the Pixar brand name, that's really not good enough, but you know, there's a, I think we've got to now come to the, get to the terms that the Pixar glory days are gone. They are, they're gone. And, you know, the, and the standards have slipped at Pixar for a good few years now. There's still some good films, like I like Soul, that came out not that long ago, like three years ago. Uh, Onward, I actually like quite a bit as well. I actually did really like that one. But this film, it's... You know what, it's, it's one of those things, it's like, it's fine, there's nothing particularly bad about this film, there's nothing to get annoyed about, like I was saying, but it's it's just kind of, it's, it's there, it's like, it's it's a decent enough little time passer, completely disposable, and that's okay, that's fine, it's not a bad film by any stretch of the imagination, I liked it better than Turning Red that came out last year, came out right onto Disney+, Plus. Um, just over a year ago uh, I know a lot of people really liked Turning Red I wasn't that fond of it, I thought it was fine I thought it was a decent enough little film I think this is pretty decent enough as well Kind of see, see this and Luca and things like that they're quite decent films they're decent, so even a lesser lower tiered Pixar film is still a good film it's still quite enjoyable, it's quite entertaining still worth a watch the only Pixar film I have ever truly disliked is Cars 3 I just, I just didn't like that film at all. I thought that film was boring as shit. But this film, it's fine. It just, it's it's not got this. It's it's entertaining while it lasts, but you don't really remember any much about it after it's gone. It's it's kind of just there, you know. And the one thing that is baffling about this film is this had a two hundred million dollar budget. It's like really, v really. $200 million on this. And it's like, put this into perspective, it's double the budget of the Mario Brothers movie. And it's like, if you'd have said, one of these films cost $200 million and the other one cost $100 million, which one would it be? You'd be like, oh yeah, Mario, yeah, because the animation is absolutely spectacular in that. You've got some amazing set pieces in that, like the Rainbow Bridge, uh, like... Mario versus Donkey Kong and things like that. Absolutely outstanding. But this is... Where'd the money go? 
I'm I'm not saying anything like the animation is actually quite beautiful and everything like that, but two hundred million dollars, really? There's something odd going on here with this thing. Um, you know, and the, the film's quite like it's pleasant. Like I said, it's a pleasant, disposable, entertaining enough little film. It's a thumbs up. I liked it. I had a good time. If it comes when it whenever it comes on Disney Plus, I could watch it again. It's not one of these things like uh, if it was like the old model, it'd be like, oh yeah, you know what? I have to buy this on Blu-ray and DVD when it comes out. It's like no, not that. But you know, it's fine. There's there's just there's 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 stuff to like about that like about this film. It's a likable enough film, but I never really felt the whole. I mean, I mean, to be fair, to, to, towards the end, I did actually feel a bit of emotion towards this film, and it, it kind of crept up on me more than I thought it did, because I actually thought, oh yeah, the emotion actually worked between the characters here, but there was never any laugh out loud moments. There was some moments that were quite amusing, and a lot of them were in the trailer anyway, and you know, it was kind of just yeah, it's it's fine, decent little animated film, but. You know, I do think a lot of the Pixar magic is gone and it's been since John Lasseter left a few years ago. It's just, you can sort of see the decline in quality there. And you know what, here's the thing, I actually liked Lightyear that came out last year. Um, I liked it, but yeah, not a patch on the other Toy Story films. It's quite clearly the lowest of the low when it comes to the Toy Story franchise and things like that. Even though I, I like that film more than most people seem to, mainly because of the cat as well. Socks the cat was great, but there you go. This film's it's, it's decent. It's fine. And you know what? You can sort of see the good word of mouth this film's actually getting. I can sort of see that because there wasn't any great marketing or anything with this. Even though you like, I like the trailer and everything for it, but you know, there wasn't any great, great market in here, so you can sort of see why it opened soft. And when, when I say soft, it was actually really quite bad. I think it was the lowest opening ever for a Pixar film domestically, and that includes when you adjust for inflation as well. It's like even unadjusted for inflation, it's like it opened worse than the films that, that came out like 20 odd years ago. So, you know, times have changed and things like that. So, but I'll say one thing. It opened under 30 million US domestic and has actually got its way to 100. So that's actually quite good. That's actually, it's, it's over three times a multiplier. So there you go. The word of mouth was obviously quite decent on this film. Uh, and, you know, it's made now 250 million worldwide, which is, you think, oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Not a bad total at all. It's actually beaten Lightyear, which is actually quite impressive because you know Lightyear's got the the franchise record and things like that, the franchise history. So that you would think that would make more. Here's the problem: two hundred million dollar budget, and I'm like, like the animation's nice and everything like that. It looks a nice film. It's this is to shit on the animators. It's like where the hell did the money go? It's like. What? And you know, if this film had been made for like half the amount it was made, even half, $100 million, this film would be coasting towards profit now because it's made over $200 million. But if you go by the two and a half times multiplier for a budget and things, this film needs to make $500 million just to break even. And you're just like, what? Who, who signed off on this? 
who actually signed off on this and actually it's it's just weird and like it does not look like a 200 million dollar movie it's a good movie i liked it it's a very pleasant movie but where did the money go it's like what and it's not even just you know like like the, maybe they spent too much on the voice cast because the voice cast is mostly pretty much no names or anything like that. There's no big stars in here. It's like Mario, you had this existing IP, but you had people like Chris Pratt, Jack Black, Anya Taylor-Joy, Seth Rogen, even though he's an, he's an insufferable prick, but he's a big name. So he'll command a fee, you know. It's that They may, managed to make that for half what they made this for. It's like make it make sense, you know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, the film is perfectly decent, there's charm in it, it's quite, it's, it's not got a riveting plot or anything like that, you know, it's one of the things, it's, it's, it's actually got a basic plot, and I mentioned the John Lasseter thing as well, I, I you notice years back, years back, I think over 15 years ago, John Lasseter actually started working within the, uh, the actual Disney animation, not just Pixar, but Disney animation itself. And the, he, one of the first films he worked on was, say, Bolt. Remember that very underrated film? The the this, the dog that thinks it's a superhero. Thoroughly entertaining and animated movie. Really funny. Really entertaining. And then you've you seen the results as well. The quality went up there as well. Just even without the Pixar stuff. Even out with in Pixar, and the box office went up as well. You've seen things like Princess of the Frog, really well done, very, very successful, very enjoyable. You've seen, um, about this time, Tangled, of course, which I actually think is better than either of the Frozen films. And, of course, the Frozen films, they speak for themselves with their success. So, you know, it's not a coincidence that the quality of those films and the box office of those films went up when John Lasseter was involved and the quality of the Pixar films is dipping, and the box office is dipping once John Lasseter's away. And like, I'm not saying everything he does is perfect. Like, I mentioned Cars 3. I thought that was crap. But, you know, I actually quite like Cars 2, you know, more than most people do. And I like the first Cars film. I actually think the first Cars film, which is a passion project for John Lasseter, is actually very enjoyable. But, you know... It's just a thought here, just a thought. I, I do think, I don't think it's a coincidence that the other Disney animation films went up in standard and in box office when John Lasseter was more hands-on. I know I know. some people are going to say, well, apparently he got a bit too hands-on and that's why he got punted, but who knows what's true and who knows what's what's not with these things, you know, <laughs> when he got punted it, but, you know, that's a whole other story. But, you know, as far as the Elemental goes, I liked it. Nothing amazing. When it comes on Disney Plus again, I'll give it. I could give it a watch, but it's not going to be one of those up there Pixar films or anything like that. I do think the magic is kind of gone with Pixar, and you know you're going to have. To, and I do think as well, if you look at the visual visual style, they're starting to copy themselves a little bit because if you look at the visual style of this film, even though it's nice and it works well, it's like a bit like. The, the design of the characters is a bit like the way they designed them in Inside Out. And you could see that in Soul as well, which I think is a really good movie as well, don't get me wrong. But some of the characters in Soul actually were, were like, oh, they look a bit like the Inside Out characters. And again, it's happened here with Elemental. It's almost like 
a little bit of laziness crept in, but you know, that's what two hundred million dollars gets you nowadays. So I don't know. <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? Anyway, that's just my thoughts here. Uh, coming up some point next week, well, I'll be seeing Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning in the next few days. It comes out in the UK tomorrow, so it'll be sometime in the next week. I'll have seen that, and I'll give you my review for that. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye.